Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghumunavalan. House of GOP moderates face a debt limit dilemma, plus what to expect from the latest CPI numbers. Here are the big things we're watching on Tuesday, February 14th. Just posted this morning from Politico's Cal Cheney and Josh Gerstein, Pence to fight special counsel subpoena on Trump's 2020 election denial. Former Vice President Mike Pence is set to argue that his former role as president of the Senate and therefore a member of the legislative branch shields him from certain Justice Department demands. Pence allies say he's covered by the constitutional provision that protects congressional officials from legal proceedings related to their work, language known as the speech or debate clause. The clause, Pence allies say, legally binds federal prosecutors from compelling Pence to testify about the central components of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation. The biggest subplot of the slowest moving story in Washington, that is the partisan standoff over the federal debt ceiling, has so far centered on whether, absent a deal between President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy, moderate House Republicans might somehow band together with House Democrats to avoid a catastrophic default. The speculation has gone far enough to prompt several explainers about how it all might go down, whether through a discharge petition or other obscure House procedures that could allow a bipartisan coalition to skirt conservative spending cut demands. It's gone so far, we're told, that McCarthy has, in recent days, sent a message from on high to centrists who've openly toyed with the idea, you're killing my leverage with Biden. One person familiar with the internal conversations summarized the leadership message to Playbook. Don't talk about a discharge petition because we absolutely weaken our hand and won't get concessions if you do. At the same time, centrists are getting assurances that McCarthy and company have no intention of sparking a default. The message has been heard loud and clear. Some of those who had previously suggested they might be open to a discharge petition or other workaround, such as Representative Brian Fitzpatrick, have publicly backed away. One especially prime target for Democrats, Representative Don Bacon, said the notion of sidelining McCarthy was DOA. But while these conversations might have gone underground, we can report that they are very much alive. Multiple people involved told us last night that a core group of bipartisan lawmakers have been texting, emailing, and meeting about a potential backup plan should the McCarthy-Biden debt talks falter. It's far too early to say what that could look like, but the lines of communication are very much open. Check out today's edition of Playbook for a breakdown of the arguments we've heard, both for why bipartisan off-ramp might be possible and why it's probably a non-starter. Politico dot com slash playbook. It's Consumer Price Index Day in D.C., and once again, the economy faces an interesting conundrum. President Joe Biden has been touting strong economic growth. Fed Chair Jerome Powell's message is quite different. As Politico's Victoria Guida writes, if the economy keeps powering ahead, Powell has signaled the central bank will likely have to slam harder on the brakes to kill inflation. Victoria's here for a preview. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thanks for asking. Um, so, alrighty, what are you expecting from today's numbers? Uh, what's the big thing that people should be watching for today? Yeah, so I think the big thing is whether inflation continues its steady downward trend. Um, we've seen inflation come down on an 
on an annual basis, basically every month since June. And the consensus is that what that will continue for January. We'll see. I mean, you know, basically we've seen goods prices start to come down, particularly in categories like used cars, furniture, as we've seen sort of supply chains ease. But in a lot of services sectors, we've still seen higher inflation. And so the question is sort of how that balances out, whether, you know, food prices, as people have been paying attention to, food prices have been high in several areas. Things like eggs because of avian flu have been high. So we'll see how it all balances out. But like I said, the consensus is that inflation will continue to cool, um, but it'll be key to watch that. There's the other side of inflation, too, which is um, lower unemployment. Uh, that seems like the sort of thing that's a good thing for the Biden administration. But from what I've been reading, uh, it's possibly a bad thing for the economy. Uh, why so? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to ever really say that a low unemployment rate is, is bad. It's, uh, it's currently 3.4%, which is the lowest since 1969. And actually, in, in modern U.S. history, the only time it's been lower than it is now was during the Korean War, which is the early 50s. So so incredibly, incredibly low unemployment. Um, but the, the reason why um, that's not necessarily a long-term good thing is because it makes the Fed nervous because uh, it's watching all of the factors that might lead inflation to either stay high or even, you know, potentially accelerate. And wages are, are essentially a price, right? They're the price of labor. And so... The concern that the Fed has is basically that uh, with a low unemployment rate, that wages might accelerate and then push inflation back up. So uh, it's possible that having a low unemployment rate could lead to a situation where the Fed basically slams on the brakes harder and um, causes growth to slow more. So it might be, uh, you know, shorter to live than, than those of us living in the economy might hope. Uh, what might the Biden administration want from all of this? Um, I feel like it's kind of hard to... I guess, predict what they're looking for. But I'm curious if you've read any tea leaves in the administration. Yeah, sure. So if you talk to Biden administration officials, I mean, they are obviously very happy with the jobs numbers. And they also, of course, want inflation to come down. And so they talk about what the Fed's doing as being sort of consistent with what they want to see, which is basically, you know, slower what they call sustainable growth. We saw, for example, in 2021, super fast growth as the economy reopened, as we had all this government aid and the Biden administration would say, you know, that that speed of growth is not really sustainable. And so it's okay if we have a a slowing amount of growth. But where I think, um, you know, the Fed and the Biden administration might diverge is that the Fed is actually okay with causing a recession if that's what it takes to bring inflation down, because they see inflation as basically being a much trickier problem to solve than a recession where, you know, we sort of have a lot of tools for dealing with that. We have government aid. They can cut borrowing costs if they have to. Um, but basically, they want to make sure that inflation's really beaten, whereas, you know, the Biden administration would prefer not to see any recession at all, of course. Politica is Victoria Guida, economics reporter. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 12.45 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to the National Association of Counties, where he'll deliver a keynote address at 1.15. The House is out today. The Senate is in. The Banking Committee will hold a hearing at 10.30 a.m. on cryptocurrency and the need for financial safeguards. At 8.30 a.m. Eastern, the BLS will release the January Consumer Price Inflation Numbers. All right. 
for more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Manavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.